Tired of the everyday routine? Ever dream of a life of romantic adventure? Want to get away from it all? We offer you... Escape! Escape, designed to free you from the four walls of today for a half hour of high adventure. Escape, brought to you by your Richfield gasoline dealer and the Richfield Oil Corporation of New York. Marketers of Richfield gasolines, motor oils, and other petroleum products. Look for the Richfield Eagle on the cream and blue pumps. Tonight, we escape to the headhunter backcountry on the island of New Guinea and the story of two men trapped there with a beautiful but treacherous woman. As Jules Archer tells it in, two came back. Suppose this big guy, six foot five, grabs your hand and says... You're my pal, Johnny. There's a million dollar jackpot and I'm cutting you in. And suppose this blonde number, all curves and green eyes, leans up soft and murmurs... Mm. Johnny, you're bad. Like me. I like you bad. Like me. And suppose this blonde number, all curves and green eyes, waits until his big back is turned and then leans up again. It can get to be a problem, you know what I mean? A problem. By the time we'd passed over the Golden Gate and were headed out over the Pacific to the west, I could see this business of Gabe and Lily and me was strictly for the squirrels, and I wanted no part of it. There was no backing out now. I'd tried that for a week before takeoff, and it hadn't worked. Johnny, don't talk crazy. You're my friend, aren't you? Aren't you? Sure, Gabe. Sure, I'm your friend. But I don't want to go, that's all. Oh, you gotta go, Johnny. It's a million-dollar strike, I tell you. Oh, and after what you've done for me, I gotta let you in. I gotta. You really ought to come, Johnny. Well, I don't know. But I did know. I knew that million-dollar strike or no million-dollar strike, this was the time for me, John Walker, to stay home. You see, it was all because this pal, this, this Gabe, had been my sergeant on New Guinea. We were doing guerrilla mop-up work. Rugged duty, what were the Japs, scattered all over thousands of miles of interior and all. When Gabe disappeared, just plain vanished. We all figured the guy had caught one and was dead. Lieutenant reported him missing in action. We forgot about him. Then one morning, about three weeks later, he shows. Not a scratch, not a word about where he's been or why or what. Well, they were off for shipping him back to Guam for a desertion trial, but Gabe being a real rough soldier and all, being the kind of guy we needed bad right then, they decided to chuck the book for the time being and keep him on. It was, like I say, guerrilla mop-up work. And a couple of nights later, we were heading down this trail when a machine gun nest went off right in our faces. We all hit the ground, excepting Gabe. He dropped to one knee and sprayed the trees with his browning. A big guy, he stood out like a pinwheel on the 4th of July. Yep, Gabe caught one. I saw the B.A.R. fall out of his hands and down he went. I wriggled through the kunai grass and onto the jungle trail and got him by his collar and... 
Now, why go into it? I was a hero, I guess. I saved his life. And what did it get me? Uh, baby. Trouble. It was in the spring of 47 that Gabe's letters finally caught up with me. I was in New York then. He was in Frisco. At first, I thought it was, well, just the old hoorah, but I was his buddy for keeps because I'd saved his life. But one of the letters had a plane ticket and a C-note along with a line about, I'm going to let you in on something big if you'll just come out to the coast. So I thought, ah, maybe the guy's got something. I caught the plane, and the next day I found myself walking down this empty street in Frisco with an address in my hand. And a real funny feeling in my head that I ought to turn around and go back home. Well, hello. Uh, hello. Looking for somebody? Yeah. yeah. Who? Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I see I got the wrong address. Uh-huh. Hey, that's a... That's a, a real slick house coat you got on. This? Oh, no, it's just an old thing, you know. Well, on you, it... It looks like a million bucks. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, what address was it you were looking for? Hmm? Oh, oh, 403. This is 403. Yeah? Yeah. You... Does uh, Gabor Krilovich live here? My husband. Oh. Uh-huh. Gabe! Ah! Uh. For you! A man! Yeah? What does he want? I can't imagine. Well, why... Oh, Johnny! Hey, oh, Johnny boy, so Hi. you got here, huh? Sure. Oh, gee, am I glad to see you. Gabe, you're looking good. Hey, so are you, so are you. Look uh, at that guy. Is this the Johnny you've been talking so much about? Yeah, Lily, this is Johnny. Johnny, meet Lily. Lily, Johnny. Hey, hey uh, didn't know I got married, did you, guy? Uh, no, no, Gabe. No, I, I, I didn't know you'd got married. Yeah. Not a bad little dish for a big slob like me, huh? <laughs> Congratulations. Shall we come in out of this doorway? Yeah, let's do that. Oh, Johnny, 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 you, you guy. <laughs> you know, Johnny saved my life, honey. Did I tell you? A million times. And that's how I met Lily. A lot night we sat up talking until the sun came up. I was wondering just what she was trying to pull. Marrying this bohunkus with his big feet and dirty undershirt and all when he hauled out the little leather bag and dumped the contents all over the table. Hey, what do you think of this, Johnny? Gabe. Gabe, that gold? <laughs> That's just samples. Where that came from, there's enough more to make us all millionaires, Johnny. You're kidding. No, no. Hey, remember in New Guinea when I went AWOL? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just before Johnny saved my life, honey. Did I ever tell you about Johnny saving my life? Yeah, Gabe, you told Gabe, uh, about the gold, huh? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, when I went AWOL, I, well, I thought I'd just do a little fishing or something. You know, I was kind of tired of the war. You understand? Yeah, I understand, Gabe. So I took off into the hills. 
Oh, Johnny, that is some country. Believe me, wild but purty, real purty. And what sunsets? You never saw such sunsets. Gabe, Gabe, huh? the gold. Oh, yeah. Well, I, uh, I seen this quartz stuff up there in the hills, and some of it was glittering. And thought, this is it. I made me a map when I came back down. I can find it again without any trouble. That is, I mean, we can find it. You and me? And Lily, the three of us. Lily wouldn't want to miss all that adventure, would you, baby? I should say not. <laughs> See? Ain't she cute? Ain't she? You know, every time I look at her, Johnny, I wonder, now why would a cute little dish like that marry a big slob like me? Because you're so manly. Sweet meats. Sweet meats? <laughs> Did you hear that, Johnny? Ain't she the limit? Sweet meats, me! <laughs> Well, it didn't take any great genius to figure that she'd smell money when she married him. It also didn't take any great genius to figure that Lily was going to disrupt some harmony. Now, I've never seen myself as a wife-stealer, you know? So by the time that Gabe had bought all the stuff for the trip, I was ready to duck out, money or no. But Gabe... Gabe wouldn't hear of it. And, well, you know how it is when you put things off... All of a sudden, I wake up to realize that we're flying over the Golden Gate and on out west over the Pacific. And I thought, oh, this is no good. You know something? I was right. San Francisco to Honolulu. From Honolulu to Guam. From Guam to Moresby. And all the time, she's leaning up against me with perfume and all and those big green eyes. Morrisby to Salamaua. Salamaua to Wewak. And Gabe has given me the happy stuff about how glad he is his best friend and his wife like each other so much. Then down, down over the palm groves, the native Lakatois, sago thatched huts, down, and there we were. New Guinea. Gold trouble. Yeah, going up the Sepik River, eh, mates? Yeah. Oh, uh, you better give us a couple of pounds of that powdered milk there. Sepik River. <laughs> That's a rum country, that. Another patrol officer got done in up there last week. Uh, done in? Oh, hey, how about some forty-five ammunition? Aren't you, huh? Yes, done in. Eight hunters. Gabe, you didn't tell me there were headhunters. Huh? Oh, don't you worry, honey. <laughs> you got me and Johnny to look out for you. Well, it's no bloody business of mine, mate. Here. This the ammo you want? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. No bloody business of mine, but I wouldn't take a woman up into that country. Might make it worse. Worse? What's worse than getting your head hung up on a pole? Gabe, I want to go home. Oh, now, don't you worry, honey. Of course... A woman would be a prize up there, lady. I mean, they wouldn't kill her. Odds are they'd make a queen out of her. Wouldn't touch her, just worship her like. That's good? Well, that's up to you. Well, I don't like it. An hour later, packs bulging with supplies, we were off on the trail that wound up over the Purple Mountains. The Prince Alexander Range and on toward Mai Mai. 
Gabe carried the heavy float boat bag topped with a thick duffel of provisions. I followed, carrying two packs, one on top of the other. Lily brought up the rear, carrying a light pack of clothing. Mostly her own. It was rough going that first day. Gabe didn't seem to mind. But me, my feet started to cave in after the first ten miles. It was all right with me when Lily squawked. Gabe! What? Let's stop. Well, it's only 3.30, honey. Let's stop, Gabe. Uh, another couple of hours, we can be over the first mountain. Manana, Gabe. My back is breaking. Okay, honey. He lowered his big pack. <laughs> and then took off into the jungle. Hey, where are you going? We'll need some firewood. Oh. Oh, Johnny. I'm tired. Yeah, me too. Oh. Oh, it feels good to get those off. Oh, whoever heard of carrying two packs at once? Good old Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. Come here, Johnny. Huh? What do you want? I know what you think about me, Johnny. You think I'm bad. It's only because I'm bored. Unhappy and bored. I could be a one-man woman, Johnny. Oh, I'm glad to hear about For it. For the right man, Johnny. Sure. For you, Johnny. Well, then Gabe would think it's such a hot idea. Maybe he wouldn't have to, Johnny. Meaning? Maybe after we get the gold, he'll fall off a cliff. Or he gets eaten up by a tiger or is stepped on by an elephant. There's no elephants in New Guinea. Don't be dull, Johnny. I gotta be, Lily. I gotta be. You're real poison. Oh, Johnny. You're real bad poison. Mm -hmm. I'm bad. So are you, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that looks real funny. Lipstick in a jungle. You think so? Mm. <laughs> Looks even funnier on you. The do there, baby. <laughs> Here comes Gabe. I forgot my gun. Always like to carry a gun in the jungle. Never know when you're gonna run into a snake. Huh, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Gabe. Yeah. You never, never know. For years, scientists have been improving your car's performance by making gasoline better and better. But there's one discovery scientists have made that's different from all the rest. It's a gasoline component called xylene. Xylene is one of the highest Adenoc gasoline components ever discovered. And today, every gallon of Richfield gasoline contains this super component xylene. Xylene in Richfield gasoline gives higher than ever Adenoc performance. You get that eager pickup in traffic, that surging power that puts you out in front every time. What's more, you have a choice of two great Richfield gasolines with xylene. 
Your Richfield dealer offers Richfield high octane at regular price for the average motor. Or Richfield ethyl. Ethyl at its best for knockless performance in the highest compression motors. Test Richfield gasoline with xylene in your car for just one week. We know what your choice will be. Tomorrow, stop where you see the Richfield Eagle under cream and blue pumps. And now, we return you to... Escape. Well, there it was. The lady wanted me to kill her husband and live a life of pleasure on I.O. Gotten Gains. Very dramatic situation, except for a minor point. She had figured that I shouldn't kill him until after he'd found the gold mine. And another minor point being that I was his best friend. But you know how it is. Life. Best friends always kill best friends. Oh, sure. But while this sordid drama unreeled, we had to hike through that lousy jungle. Hike and hike and hike and my feet were killing me. The sixth day was the worst one of the trip. We were wading through mangrove swamps thick with huge, thirsty leeches. There were giant mosquitoes that swarmed around us in clouds, and every time I slapped one, I killed ten. Oh, sure, we had mosquito lotion. They loved it. Gabe? What? What are we going to get to the river, Gabe? After a while, honey. After a while. After a while turned out to be nine days more. Then we reached the Sepik, a sluggish, muddy river winding like a serpent through huge, green-furred mountain ranges. And now we ride. We blew up the collapsible boat, loaded all of our stuff aboard, and shoved off. I took the bow, gave the stern, Lily set amidships on a pile of sacks. Easy, Gabe, will you? This baby was designed for two people, not three. We're drawing a lot of water. Don't worry, Johnny. This is flood season. And with flood season, the water's high. We can carry three. But later, it won't work. Then it'll be only two. Yeah, but we'll be back before then. Sure, Johnny. From time to time when we camped, Lily would give me the business. She didn't seem to care whether Gabe caught on or not. I cared. I cared a whole lot. And Gabe? I didn't know yet what it was that he was feeling. You saved my life, Johnny. I owe you a lot. Maybe that's what it was. But one afternoon, we camped early and went for a swim. I was paddling around. The water felt good. Gabe and Lily got out and were drying off when all of a sudden... I looked up. It was Gabe. He was standing on the bank, not 20 feet away, with his 45 pointed right at me. I dove. I dove as deep as I could. I could still hear him shooting. I stayed down until I thought my lungs were going to pop. I surfaced. Gabe was waving at me and yelling. Come out, Johnny. Come out. You're, you're crazy, Gabe. Don't shoot anymore. I'm not shooting at you. Come out. So I came out. And I looked around. And there, a few feet beyond where I'd been, was a tremendous crocodile with blood streaming out of him. When you dove, I thought sure he had you. Yeah. Why'd you dive? I, I don't know. I must have lost my head. Gabe saved your life, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. I guess that uh, 
Evens us up, huh? Yeah, I guess so, Gabe. No, I don't owe you a thing. That's right. <laughs> but you're still my pal, huh, Johnny? Well, you figure that one. We kept on going until we came to a place where a narrow, rocky tributary came boiling down a big mountain and into the Pacific. This was where we started walking again. The goal was up that fast little creek, and we could never paddle against that current. So we folded the boat, shouldered it and the packs, and started climbing. For a day and a half, we scrambled up that mountain by the fast little stream. Then we came to a wall of gray and white rock. Gabe said, this is where the gold is. And he was right. Holy schmagoly, that gold. Sure, we had to work to get it out of the rock. Well, in six days, we took out nearly half a million bucks worth. We could have taken more, but the stuff was heavy, you know. No, you don't know. You've never seen that much pure gold. Well, just take my word for it. Six days later, we started down the mountain. Then, when we made camp by the river that night, Lily waited until Gabe was sound asleep. Now, Johnny. Now what? Now you can kill him. Oh, go away, will you? I want my sleep. Do it now, Johnny. Look, baby, I don't want to kill anybody. I'm a rich man. Will you get smart? Smart? You get smart, Johnny. What do you mean by that? Three ways isn't good enough on the split. I want it two ways. No, nuts. And if you won't kill him, I'll get him to kill you. After all, Johnny, you're the serpent. In our happy marriage. Shut up, William. Listen. I don't hear anything except the water. Yeah. Well, a minute ago, you couldn't hear that for Gabe snoring. They came in the morning. While we were loading up, they came out of nowhere. Get down! What's that? Elves! We couldn't see them, but we could tell from the arrows where they were. We laid low and tried to make every shot count. It wasn't long before we saw they really meant business. They weren't going to go away. Johnny! Yeah! We haven't got enough ammunition to last more than ten minutes at this rate. Oh, that's just great! Can you keep them off that long? Why? Why? What are you going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get down to the stream and load up the boat. You're crazy, Gabe! You can't make it down that stream! Sure we can! It's that or end up with your head on a pole. Huh? Okay, get it. All right. Now cover me. Here I shot you and Lily come fast. All right. The longest ten minutes of my life. Lily lay there beside me. She was plenty scared, and she had every right to be. Those arrows were ugly. Big and jagged and sharp. Johnny. Johnny, those arrows are getting closer. Ah, will you stop jiggling my arm? Can't help it. Look, how am I going to shoot if you dig on my arm? Suppose they get Gabe. That'll be tough. Yeah. How come you worry about Gabe at a time like this? Gabe, Schmabe, I'm worried about the gold. Oh, you dear sweet girl. Will you stop digging my arm? So sorry. Three minutes. Four. Five. I kept firing. Have you any idea what you're shooting at? Shut up, William. I mean it. You just point it at the grass and go back. Will you shut up? 
Oh, I should have stood in Frisco. You should have stood in Frisco. Oh, don't talk. Just keep shooting. How can I keep shooting when you keep jiggling my arm? A nasty little thought crawled into my mind. Here I was up to my ankles and arrows, and there was Gabe with a boat, half a million bucks, and a downhill ride to freedom. Just suppose... Just suppose... Lily must have gotten the same idea. I, uh, I'm going to go help Gabe, Johnny. He may need help. Stay here! No! Goodbye, Johnny! Why did I stay? I don't know. I lay there and kept shooting and kept thinking, oh, you sucker, they'll go off without you. But I stayed. Came ten minutes, I heard it. Gabe signaled. The boat was already in the water, all loaded to go. Gabe faced the jungle, his automatic ready. Lily was crouching on the sand. Good boy, Johnny. Thanks. You all set? Yeah. There's one thing I didn't count on. What's that? With all this gold in the boat, it'll only carry two people now. Okay, Gabe, okay, I get it. Only one thing, leave me your gun and ammo, will you? I want to die hard. Wait a minute, Johnny, wait a minute. Maybe we ought to ask Lily who she thinks ought to stay. Maybe she'd rather I stay. No, Gabe. How about it, Lily? Who do you want to stay? That's a tough question. I know. You both got guns. Why don't you fight a duel for it? It'll only take a second, and the winner gets me and the gold. The one who stays behind will be dead, so he won't have to be tortured by headhunters. Oh, she's pretty cute, huh, Johnny? Oh, yes, indeed. Get in the boat, Johnny. No, Gabe, look, go. You go. Look, now's your chance for a clean start with Get in the boat, Johnny, or I'll kill you. You sure this is how you want it, Gabe? This is how I want it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, Johnny. Now, you all set? Yeah, Gabe. I'm all set. I hope you can get us down, Johnny. It's an awful fast stream. Don't you worry about it, Lily. Why not? Because it works this way. If either Johnny or me stays here, he gets tortured and then gets his head cut off. If you stay here, you can be a queen. You can live. They won't even touch you. You'll rule a whole tribe all by yourself. Gabe! What are you talking about? Stay away from the boat, Lil. No, Gabe, let her get in, will you? I'll get out. Sit down, Johnny, or I'll Come on! Sit down, I said. Gabe! Johnny saved my life once. And you, all you did was try to get him to kill me. Anyhow, I'm the only man who can get this boat down the rapids. And for that, I need Johnny. All right. Go. Get out, both of you. I'll be a queen. And I'll love it. And I'll be worth millions. Millions! Yeah. Yeah, I knew you'd say it, Lily. I knew you'd understand. <laughs> Here's an amazing fact for every motorist. The film of oil in your motor is often no thicker than a spider's web. But that thin film is all that saves your motor from destruction. That's why it's important for you to use the best motor oil you can get. We suggest Rich Lube, all-weather motor oil. Rich Lube is refined 100% from the finest Pennsylvania crude obtainable. Rich Lube protects your motor with a tough elastic oil film that holds its body even under the terrific heat of summer driving. At the same time, it draws excess heat away from moving engine parts. Moreover, Rich Lube, the Pennsylvania premium motor oil, contains special chemicals that clean your motor of harmful deposits as you drive. 
Yes, it cleans as it lubricates. So keep your motor clean. Keep your motor young. See your Richfield gasoline dealer tomorrow. Ask him to change your oil to Rich Lube all-weather motor oil. Escape is produced and directed by William N. Robeson. And tonight has presented Two Came Back by Jules Archer. Adapted for radio by Savage Dollar. Featured in tonight's cast were Joan Banks as Lily, Stacey Harris as Johnny, Paul Fries as Gabe, and Ben Wright as the traitor. Special music arranged and played by Ivan Dittmars. Next week. You are lost in the wildest mountains of Idaho, surrounded by a raging forest fire which is swiftly bringing a horrible death closer and closer to you. A death from which there is no escape. Next week at this time, the Richfield Oil Corporation of New York invites you to escape with an exciting story of love and murder in the wilds of Idaho, as Anthony Ellis tells it in The Red Forest. Be listening. Goodbye, then, until the same time next week when once again we offer you Escape. Tom Hanlon speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Tired of the everyday routine? Ever dream of a life of romantic adventure? Want to get away from it all? We offer you... Escape! Escape, designed to free you from the four walls of today for a half hour of high adventure. Escape! The Battle of Man Against the Elements, of Man Against Man. Thirty minutes of flight into the world of action and danger, where every minute is a call to adventure. These are the moments when a life hangs on the twist of a chance. The moments of... Escape. We escape to the wildest mountains of Idaho and the story of love and murder in the midst of a raging forest fire as Anthony Ellis tells it in The Red Forest. It had taken me five years, three months, and four days. It had carried me across 21 states. And then in the Clearwater country of Idaho, I'd found it. That was in the afternoon. The trail had led from a lumber town along a washboard road and into the forests. I'm no woodsman, but in the daylight, I found the place. And then I started back to the car. But something was different. Maybe the late sun red through the trees, maybe tall shadows. There wasn't a trail anymore, only streams where there hadn't been before trees that were the same but weren't and sounds sounds that were fun when you were a kid on a hike but now scared you i used my last cigarette three or four hours before and it was then that i that i started to run run 
And the fear grows until you want to scream and want the ground to open up for you, warm and safe. But it didn't. And now, there was only the dry whirring of a rattlesnake, coiled inches away from me. No! I lived then, maybe because the snake was more afraid of something else than me. It didn't strike, just slithered away and became the pattern of the leaves. It was nearly dark when I found the road. I'd come to it about a half a mile below where I'd parked the car. A half hour later, on the outskirts of a little town, my headlights picked up a girl standing on the side of the road. She carried a cheap paper suitcase and she was thumbing a ride. I stopped. Can I get a ride, mister? What, sure. Ah, here, I'll put your case in the back. There we go. Gee, I'm lucky. Not many cars on the road tonight. Uh-huh. Been walking long? Uh-huh. I'm on my way to Missoula. My last ride dropped me a mile or so back. Yeah? You live around here? No. No. I, I don't guess you'd be going as far as Missoula. Well, sure. Gee, that's swell. <laughs> I got a job there starting tomorrow. Kind of broke, if you know what I mean. Buses cost money. Yeah, I know what you mean. Mind if I smoke? No, 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 of course not. Go right ahead. Hey, your face. What? You, you've been hurt. You're all scratched up. Oh, well, uh, I, I was hunting. I got lost just the other side of town. Uh... If you want to take a nap, it's okay. We've got about a hundred miles to go. Guess I look pooped, huh? Yeah. I'm not kidding. I am. Say you're all right, mister. I'll take you up on it. Some guys, the minute you get in, want more than the bus fare. I can see you're not that kind. You'll be safe. I'll wake you when we're at the city limits. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Oh. Gee, it's nice out here. Kind of lonely. But smells good. I wonder what that is over there. What? The sky. Bright light, see? I don't know. Gee, could almost be Seattle from a long way off. I had a boyfriend. He used to take me driving at night. When we came back, you could see a glow. Just like that. Oh. I saw that glow in the sky. It was on our right. And as the road twisted through the trees, it fell behind us then to our left and circled until it was straight ahead. The girl had fallen asleep very quickly. I saw her face in the light from the dash. Thin, pretty, peaceful. And it was about 15 minutes after I'd picked her up that I saw the lights on the road. And then closer, the figures waving. Hey, they're already? I, I just got to sleep. No, there's something wrong. There's a cop coming this way. Uh, what's the trouble? Plenty. We want you, mister. Want me? Yeah. Forest fire. Bad one. We've got to have every man we can find. Uh... Someone else in the car with you? Uh, yes, a girl. Good, she can help. 
Uh, look, I, I'd like to very Here's much. Here's the forest ranger. He'll explain. Well, I'm awfully sorry, but you see, I'm on my way to Missoula. And... Not tonight. I got authority to do this, mister. I'm sorry, but we need you. Well, I... Now, you I... couldn't get much further anyway. The road's cut off. Mountain's going up like a torch. If it's spread, there's three towns going too. Come on, I got some clothes and boots for you. Hey, what about me? I gotta get to Missoula. I got a job in the morning. Sorry, sister. You got a job serving coffee here. You cops. Five dollars a day. A day? Or longer, it depends. Come on, let's go. There was nothing else to do, so I got into the clothes the ranger gave me, then stood around and waited. I wasn't tired anymore, just scared. Scared of going into that forest again. The wind came up a bit, and with it, the smell. Smell of burning. Smell of death. A long way off, but closer than the glow had been, we could see flickering against the sky. And it was in a lot of places. Suddenly, it was too warm and too quiet. All right, you guys. The telephone's burnt out. I made contact with a short wave set. Hey, you, Mister. What? What's your name? Uh, Pendell. Pendell. Yeah. You ever use one of these? Walkie-talkie? Well, sure, I was in the signal corps. Okay, then you'll carry it. Now listen, this is bad, real bad. The fire's got behind us. We can't get any more men through for several hours. They've got to come around from the other side, and that's 30 miles. What's the use, then? Let's get out. Hey, crowbar. Yeah? I'm putting you in charge. You know what to do. Get in as close as you can to the river and set a backfire. Sure. I got to stick here with the transmitter. You take the walkie-talkie, and I'll let you know what's happening. Sure, you stay here with the pretty girl. We go and get fried. Shut up, Pat. Hey, Hanson, you'll have to go with them. Three's not enough. Sure. Well, the cop's going to do some work for a change. You better take along some food and a thermos. Come on, step on it. A couple of sandwiches I made up. Here. <laughs> Thank you. This sure is something, isn't it? Yeah. You scared? Scared? Why? Your face is white. You scared? I'm from the city. I know what you mean. Those trees give me the willies, too. Dark. Sure. That's it. You'll be all right. Listen, kid. If uh, anything happens, you take my car. Here are the keys. What do you mean? If I don't come back, keep the car. You kidding? You're coming back. Yeah, sure. So long. Hey, my name's Jan. What's yours? Wally. You be careful, Wally. We went into the forest, men with spades, men against fire and terror. There was the man they called Fat, 300 pounds of ungainly body, topped by a tiny and almost disgustingly childlike face. There was Crowbar, a big, dark man, quiet and filled with the knowledge of the woods. Hanson, the state trooper, thin and wiry, his natty khaki shirt stained with sweat and dirt. And me. We'd gone about a mile when we first heard it. It came in gusts with the wind high above us. Wait a minute. Holy... Shut up. Let's get out of here. About uh, three miles away, I, I figure, coming fast. We're about that far from the river, aren't we? Yeah. Listen, you guys, if it's crossed the river, we're sunk. Let's get out. Hey, Wally. Yeah? Get the ranger. Tell him it's coming this way pretty fast. All right. Look, look, sparks up there. See? Sure, Pat. Sparks, fire. You Hello. Chicken? Oh, lay off. Hello. 
Pendell calling Roe. Pendell calling Roe. Over. Roe. This is Roe. Over. We're still about three miles from the river. We can hear it. Over. You can't set a backfire now. Wind's changed. You better come back. Over. Right. Well, he says go back. That's okay with me, boys. Come on. Gee, listen to that. I wanted to run again, that same feeling I'd known before, the fear all around us, closing in and down. There was no sky above, only blackness tinged with red, pressing. And behind, the living forest running, overtaking and passing us. When we reached the road again, the sound was steady. I had a strange feeling of relief when I saw the forest ranger and the girl, Jan. It was like coming home. I think it was then that I stopped being afraid. Come on, Roe, we can't do no good now. Yeah, you're not kidding. We gotta try and join up with the others. What do you mean? Well, the fire's on three sides of us. That means we head southeast. Well, can't we take the road back? Nope. There's 200 men trying to keep a path open for us. We gotta make five miles in a hurry. Bad as that. Yeah, worse. If we don't get there in time and they can't make a fire break, we're gonna be smack in the middle and there's not going to be any way out. Our country faces a critical problem, excessive hoarding and purchasing by thoughtless people. Panic buying is senseless buying. It helps no one and creates situations which are as dangerous as they are unnecessary. The American Grocery Manufacturers Association reports that we have a surplus of 450 million bushels of grain. Stocks of lard are 189 million pounds above what we had last year. Production of vegetable oils is above the average of the last 10 years. Quantities of fresh and canned vegetables are 10% above normal. Supplies of sugar are 950,000 tons above last year's figure. There's a surplus of eggs growing at the rate of 15 million dozen every month. The only shortages are temporary local shortages, so don't help to create them. The good citizen is the thoughtful consumer. Buy what you need, don't deny yourself the things to which you're accustomed, but don't take somebody else's share. You'll buy what you need if you need what you buy. The size of your shopping bag is the test of your allegiance to your country. Now we return you to... Escape. We didn't carry anything but canteens. It was hot, and because it was hot, it made you thirsty even when you didn't need water. The going was rough, and we could only head in what we thought was the general direction of safety. It was at the ridge that we lost the first man. <coughs> the wind's changing again, Crowbar. Uh, which way? I can't tell. It's haywire with this fire. Do we go straight ahead? Might as well. Oh, wait a minute. See that ridge? <coughs> yeah. Now, why don't I get up there? Shouldn't take more than ten minutes, and I'll be able to get a better look. Give me the flash, and I'll signal to you. I don't know. We haven't got much of a start. Fire's behind us, and a lot faster. Well, it's better than walking toward it. Remember, it's on three sides. Okay, you make it fast, Crowbar. Sure. Good luck. What do we do? Just sit and wait? Yeah, that's right. Listen, you're the ranger. Why don't you go? What'd you send Crowbar for? He's fought fires before, and he knows. He's a better man to climb up there. He's faster than me. <coughs> yeah, yeah, I'll bet. <coughs> hey, kid. Kid, are you okay? Sure, Wally. Just fine. Guess I'm not used to walking, though. 
These high heels don't help. Yeah. Take it easy, huh? My feet feel like they did once at a dance I went to. Some big lunk climbed all over me. Guess you won't have a job in Missoula, huh? If I get out of this, that's all I care about. Yeah, it's tough. I'm scared. Give me a hand, will you? She held onto my hand tight. It wasn't the darkness that frightened her now. There wasn't darkness anymore, but a yellowish-red light that came from everywhere. It was another kind of fear, fear of something you, you could see, hear, and with every minute feel more and more. Well, we waited there ten minutes, eleven, twelve, and then... Did you hear something? Yeah. Seemed to come from over there. From the ridge, maybe? Maybe. Listen, you, you think something got crowbar? A lion or something? I'll go up. No, Pendel. What do you mean, no? No time. We've waited too long now. Oh, but he may be hurt. Yeah, I know that. It'll take you longer than it took Crowbar to get there. Now, come on. You couldn't find him in the dark? Who says he's hurt anyway? We'll move on and he'll catch up. I say we go after him. <laughs> Not me. I'll put it to a vote, but hurry up now. Hanson. We go on. All right, Pat. <laughs> Let's get out of here. And I say go on. That leaves you messing. I'm staying with Wally. All right. I'll go with you. We never saw Crowbar again. Maybe a lion got him. Maybe he got lost. We never saw him again. The ranger went ahead, finding trails somehow, keeping us moving. We began to climb, and after a while, we were on another ridge. For the first time, we could see the fire. It stretched out for miles like a huge red sea. And it was all around us. Oh, gee, Wally. Yeah, I know, kid. <laughs> I know. Will it hurt much? I don't know. All right, take a breather. I'm going to try the walkie-talkie again. He's not scared, is he? I guess not. Is that because he's a ranger? Or because he's very brave? You're a funny girl. No, I'm not. Hey, give me a kiss, will you? Sure. Why did you want me to do that? I don't know. You're a nice fella. I miss you. Listen, Jana. Huh? I want to tell you something. What? <laughs> if we get out, maybe. Yeah. Look, I, I'm all right. I mean, we could have fun together. I know. I, uh, I did something wrong once. I, I killed a man. Why? He framed me. <laughs> Got me pulled away for something I didn't do. We were driving in the east and ran over a woman. He was at the wheel, but <laughs> he took a powder and left me. But you didn't do it? That's what I say, but... I'd been drinking and went to sleep. When I woke up, I was behind the wheel. He'd put me there. That's how the cops found me. I got five years. Oh. I was married. My wife killed herself. Ashamed, I guess. I lost my job and my friends. I swore I'd get my pal, and I did. He was a louse. He knew I was after him and ran, but I caught, <laughs> caught up with him. I don't care. Don't you? 
I, I don't know why I told you that. Maybe because if we do get out, you... Sure. I know. I know. It's okay. Come on, Pendell. The ranger's moving off. It was the state trooper, Hanson. I wondered how much he'd heard, but there wasn't any time to worry then. Roe thought he'd seen a break in the fire, and we headed for it. When we got down in the trees again, I began to get a feeling that I'd been there before. It was nothing I could recognize, just a feeling. And then a couple of hundred yards long, I knew why. Hey, hold up. There's a shack. <coughs> Looks like someone's living there. <coughs> Better have a look. Door's open. Hey. It's a man. Hey, right, give me a hand. Sure. Hey, he's being shot. Yeah. A few hours ago, from the looks of it. <coughs> you think the man who did this might have started it? What do you mean? A fire. It started a few miles north of here. We figured somebody got careless with a match. Uh, maybe the killer running away. <coughs> I'd like to get the fellow that did that. Maybe I will. Yeah, me too. Well, we can't do anything here. Come on. From there on, nobody talked. It was hard enough to lift your feet. Jan was nearly through, and I half carried her. If Roe knew where he was leading us, he didn't say. We followed and knew that sooner or later we'd stop because we were too tired to go on. Fat was the first. Listen, fellas. Wait. Wait a minute. Oh, you gotta go on. There's still a chance. No, but rest. Just, just for a minute. No. Get up. Please, please, one minute. That's all. Get up. No, I can't. I can't. Okay, you stay. No, no. Well, then come on. But I tell you, I can't. I'm sorry. You catch up to us and stay on the trail. No, no. All right, come on, Jane. We're gonna leave him? No, we have to. No, please don't leave me. I'm coming. Can we help him? Oh, we're almost dead ourselves. I don't know whether it was because none of us liked him or because we knew that we couldn't do anything. It's funny how you can lose a man and know he's going to die and put him right out of your mind. Perhaps we wanted to live so badly we figured the fire would take time out from us to attend to him. Hanson was next. I'm, I'm finished. No, you're not. Just a bit more to go. We can still get through. No. No, you go ahead. Save the girl. I'm sorry. I, go I... on. Maybe I can catch up. I, I got a rest. You, Wally, uh, do me a favor. <laughs> what? I lost my gun somewhere. You know what I mean? It'll be quicker that way. You got one? Yeah. Here. Thanks. One bullet fired, huh? That's all I wanted to know. Okay, Pendell. I've had enough rest. I can keep up with you now feel a little safer with this army. Go ahead. So he knew. I didn't care now. I was too tired to care. If he wanted to play cop, that was his business. 
Sure, the man in the shack was Lenny Gillen. Sure, I'd kill him. It was my match on that last cigarette when I was lost that must have started this fire, but it wasn't important anymore. Right now, I wanted to get Jan out of it. Get myself out. What was that? Uh, it's behind us. It sounded like Hanson. Come on. Watch the ravine. Oh, he must have fallen. We gotta help him. No time. Good, Sue. We didn't help Fat. Why him? I don't know. Please. All right, stay here. Hanson! Hanson! Keep calling, Hanson! Okay. My, my leg. Can you get up? Oh, my leg. Broken, I guess. You know about me, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Girl knows, too. I, I heard you telling her. She won't say anything. No. No, I guess not. Gillen had it coming to him. I wouldn't know. I'm a cop. Yeah. Getting hot. Put your arm over my sh shoulder. You can't get me up there. Well, I can try. Now, come on. Come on. Hey. Oh. 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 No, no good. We can't make it. I'll get the ranger. I come back. No, no time. Go on. No, I. Get out of here. No, I can't. Go on. I've got your gun. Nobody will ever know. You, you can get away with murder. Hanson, I'm sorry. Go on, get out of here! Somehow I made it up the trail again. I thought I heard a shot of Maybe it was a burning tree going down. Jan was waiting for me, and we went on until the trees began to thin out and we heard the shots of men. I don't remember anything else because I passed out for a long time. When I woke up, Jan was sitting by my bed, and it was cool again. Hi. Huh? Oh, hi, Jan. Did they get Hanson out? No. Jan. Hmm? Listen to me. About what I told you back there. You know, the man I killed. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sorry. I... I mean, it was all right about him, but not Hanson, Crowbar, and Fat. That was my fault, you know that. Yeah. Well, I want you to call a cop. Uh-uh. Listen, kid, I've been dreaming about it. It's no good now. Be a good kid and call a cop, will you? I don't have to. There's one outside now. What do you mean? When you passed out... 
I guess you were delirious or something. You told them. I told them? Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, I'm glad. You want me to hang around? Well, I... That's up to... Up to you, I guess. I guess it is. I'll hang around. Each year, thousands of Southern Californians contribute to the pension and sick and injured funds of the Sheriff's Relief Association. You can do your share for this deserving organization by attending the Sheriff's Annual Rodeo in the Los Angeles Coliseum on August 27th. Cowboy star Roy Rogers and Trigger will head the great array of talent on this thrill-packed show. June Haver has been selected as Rodeo Queen, and Joel McRae will act as Grand Marshal. There'll be exhibitions of roping and riding by champions from all over the country and a thousand other exciting events at the Sheriff's Annual Rodeo, the greatest spectacle of its kind in the world. It's at the Los Angeles Coliseum, 2.30 Sunday afternoon, August 27th. It's a treat the whole family will enjoy. And don't forget the date, Sunday, August 27th. Escape is produced and directed by William N. Robeson, and tonight has presented The Red Forest by Anthony Ellis. Featured in tonight's cast were Georgia Ellis as Jan, Bill Conrad as Wally, Paul Fries as Hanson, Ben Wright as Roe, Jay Novello as Fat, and Will Gear as Crowbar. Special music arranged and played by Ivan Dittmars. Next week. You're in the middle of the most barren desert of Mexico watching a wealthy Oriental voluntarily being strangled to death by the priests of his strange religion, dangerous fanatic priests, from whom there is for you also no escape. Next week at this time, CBS invites you to escape with an exciting story of a man trapped by the priests of a weird cult in the desert wastes of Mexico, as Governor Morris tells it in The Footprint. Be listening. Goodbye, then, until this same time next week, when once again we offer you Escape. For radio entertainment at its best, keep tuned to your CBS station. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.